the time they adjust those stories and they become their own. The stories that anchor us as people. There are probably stories about people being in a certain place, a certain land, the wonders of that place, why they chose to settle there, what they did. Sometimes there are stories of triumph, but sometimes there are also stories of disaster. When things get wiped out, the crop gets wiped out, there's a horrible natural disaster. But they got through it, and they went on. Sometimes there are stories about migration to a place to seek a better life. Sometimes that migration is forced to escape from violence or famine. Sometimes the story are of the great successes. And sometimes they're the stories about what happens when it all seems to be lost, when imagination simply ran dry, it's not about dryness, not a page in new way, a way forward. The stories get told. We are anchored by those stories. And invariably, it seems when families gather to keep vigils like that, somebody has gotten married, somebody has had a baby, there is somebody new to welcome, somebody who hasn't been able to be there for a long time, and they're brought back into the embrace, or they're brought into the embrace for the first time. They too begin to feel that they are part of the family. Everybody has their favorite funeral food recipe. It's the kind of food that is nourishing but flexible. It is comfort food, the kind of thing that will wet the palate of the person who is in deepest grief, even if they can only take a bite. The kind of food that can be held on hand to receive the unexpected visitors. The family who began to come in, the friends who pay a call. It's always laid out in those family and neighbors. They chip in and they set the table. They make sure everyone is cared for. They do the dishes because nobody who drinks wants to do the dishes. It's that time to see that calls you back. Favorite recipes that anchor you just like those stories do. You know something? I think that's what they did at that first visit. 
and you know something else? It's exactly what we do on our great business. We tell the stories. We tell the stories of our ancestors and faith, of this magnificent world that God has created, all of its wonders, all of its richness. We tell it in a way that it can be learned, that it can be committed to memory. Children listen to that story and learn. We tell the stories of when there was disaster and it seemed that all was lost except God held a way forward for a little bit of everyone and offered a promise that whenever disaster strikes, there are those stories of whenever people had to leave a place where they were enslaved, where there was hardship, and they wandered about for a long, long time, but eventually came to a new place of promise and hope. Stories when it all seems lost, and there is nothing left but dry bones, and that God brought new life into it. We tell the stories, and we are haunted by those stories. And we welcome new people at our vigil. Tonight, it was Abigail. Yay! Tomorrow, there's another one. What's his name, Christopher? Alex is being baptized tomorrow morning. We welcome new people into this household of God. This university for seekers, this hospital for sinners, this engine to go out into the world as the people of God. We welcome those who are new, and even as we do so, we renew our own commitment to be part of the household of God. And, you guessed it, we share food. We gather around this table as we do each week to share this meal, it isn't much, just a crust of bread and a little wine, but it is our soul food. It is the food that nurtures and sustains and empowers. You see, you do what people have always done. Whenever there's a vigil, we tell the stories, we welcome the new, we share the food. In some ways, it's always been that way. But now, at that first vigil, early the next morning, when the mist was still in the garden, 
those women got up to do what they couldn't do on Friday afternoon. They brought their spices to do their duty, to anoint his body, care for their loved ones. What happened to them? Something that no one could have expected. That God had raised Jesus. While they were telling the stories and greeting the new ones and sharing their food, God had done the impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. And so, in that most important way, that first vigil was the last one, the last one of its kind. No vigil for those who know the Lord has been the same ever since. Because we stand in the light of that hope, in the light of God's power that raised Jesus from the dead. in the promise that he offers to each one of us as well. That there is nothing, as Paul will go on to say a bit later in the letter to the Romans, that there is nothing that can separate us from God. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the promise. That's the hope. But it's not just a hope for the hereafter. Even more importantly, it is a hope and a promise for the here and now. As Paul says in the reading that we heard tonight from Romans, that promise, that hope is offered so that we too might walk in newness of life, not way down there right now. So, to do with every day of our lives, every opportunity that we have, every place that we go, every relationship that we try to heal, that we might walk in newness of life. There's certainly a lot of opportunity for it, isn't there? Lord knows the world is so broken. What the theologian, New Testament scholar, John Dominic Crossan said, the resurrection was when God started the great cleanup of a world grown old in evil and impurity, injustice and violence. It's already begun, he says, and we each of us are called to participate in it.
creation is doing. And you and I who live in the light of that resurrection long ago are called to bring that newness of life wherever we go. Easter in us. He didn't use it as a noun, he used it as a verb, an action word. Let him Easter in us be a day spring to the dimness of us. And so when the visual is done, when the stories have been told, when the ruins have been welcomed, and the food has been shared, and it becomes light of day. You and I have work to do. Work to do as people of resurrection. The ones in whom Jesus Christ.